Welcome to the Do The Woo Podcast, where we talk all things WooCommerce and any e-commerce news that affects you as a Woo user. Hey, Bob WB here. Brad and myself will be joining our special guest in just a minute, but I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Liquid Web. I know personally that Liquid Web has the best WooCommerce managed hosting that will fit your needs no matter what you're selling or the size of your online store. And for a limited time, use the code BOB-WP and you'll get 33% off your first six months of any of their WooCommerce hosting plans. So do yourself and your site a favor and head on over to liquidweb.com. Now for the show. Welcome back to another episode of Do The Woo Podcast, episode number 26. And we have a special one for you today because Bob is not here. It's me. It's just me. Your uh, your, your favorite co-host, Brad Williams. Uh, that's okay. Bob's uh, unable to make it today, but we're still charging ahead because we've got a great guest I'm very excited about. Um, and let's go ahead and bring him on. His name is Topher. Hello, hello. Hey, Topher. How's it going? Going great. I'm, I'm on a podcast. You. You're on a podcast with me and not Bob. That's right. So and not sorry, Bob. sorry to disappoint because I know this is the Bob WP hour. That's right. <laughs> still I've been on Bob's it. podcast before. I've never been on one with you. Well, all right. Now, I, I, when, we, when we round out the show here, I want your honest opinion on who you like better. Oh, okay. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited about having you on, Topher. And why don't you just quickly give everyone a high-level bio, who you are, what you do, and then we'll dig into it from there. Sure. Um, I have been a web developer for 25 years now. Uh, my wife says it's from back before when there were pictures on the internet. Um, <laughs> I've been a WordPress developer since 2010, so we're coming up on, well, I guess it's right about nine years, right about now. Um, then uh, I live in Michigan, married. Two kids, two dogs, little house. Uh, I currently work for Big Commerce as a WordPress developer evangelist, which means oh I have to go to WordCamps and share beers with my friends and tell them about it. So, first question: Where do, where do <laughs> yeah. I apply? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's great, and that's a, a, a reason I, I said I'm very excited about this show is because obviously this is a WooCommerce focused focused podcast. Um, you are in an interesting role because you have a very heavy WordPress background. Yep. Since 2010, you've been involved in a number of things, including Hero Press. Um, and now you uh, are an advocate for big commerce, which is not a WordPress specific like plugin. However, it does integrate very well with WordPress. We're going to talk about that, but I thought it'd be fun to have you on because we talk a lot about WooCommerce. And WooCommerce is great. It's not the only player on the block, and big commerce has been growing. Uh, significantly in the space. And if you've anyone here has attended a, uh, a WordCamp um, of size, you've probably seen Big Commerce as a sponsor and a lot of their literature and booths and I know they're at WordCamp US um, yep. last year and things like that. So it's definitely been growing in the WordPress specific space. And I thought it'd be fun to have you on to talk about that, right? To talk about not only um, the growth we've seen around Big Commerce integrations with WordPress, but just how it stands and how it lines up against WooCommerce. And I think um, you know, a lot of people out there would be interested in that. So I think let's kick it off with from your own words, like 
what is big commerce? You really break it down for for the audience. You know, what is it? How does it essentially compare to WooCommerce? Probably the number one question you get. Um, and we'll go from there. How's it different? Sure. Yeah. So um, traditionally, big commerce is an e-commerce SaaS. You go to our website, you pay your thirty a month, and you have a store. Um, we've been doing that for ten years, and it's a great business, and things are awesome. But there are, uh, it has its own issues, and we're always trying to solve those issues. Um, one of the issues is that our blogging system, our built-in blogging, was really, really simplistic. And uh, regularly, people would say, can I install WordPress inside BigCommerce? And, of course, the answer is no. Um, but what we found out is that's the, tr- that's the case for all e-commerce SaaS products. Uh, there is there is not one with good blogging, and since content marketing is a huge, huge part of e-commerce, that's a big problem. Uh, but another problem or another issue that came up was um, people would come to us saying, "Hey, we don't like our old e-commerce solution. We want to try big commerce." And we'd say, "Well, what is your old one?" And they'd say, "Well, we're on uh, WooCommerce and we're on WordPress." And uh, the, the issue is that they were scaling out. Um, that's, that's the primary reason people leave WooCommerce for anything else, really, is that they scale out. Uh, once you fill up that orders table and your users table and it just goes bananas, then it just, it's, it's not worth throwing more money at RAM and CPU. Um, so people were leaving WordPress because WooCommerce was, was failing them. And we said, well, what if we were able to take care of the e-commerce part of that? Then you can stay on WordPress, keep your 10 years of SEO, and and solve for the real problem, which is e-commerce, as opposed to your content management system. Um, so th- that was there were two reasons. Um, another reason is we have a great API. And it... Um, partly planned, partly coincidental. We just, over the years, put the resources into it. Um, we had uh, we had some large companies build some big things on our API and come to us and say, look what we built. And we were like, whoa, that's amazing. We never even thought of that. So uh, a couple of years ago, the president of the company said, we need better buy buttons. We need to make it so people can embed buy buttons in their WordPress site. And somebody said, hey, well, what if we just made a full-on WordPress plugin and made it so you could just go all the way and embed everything in WordPress? And he said, brilliant, go. Um, that's one of the things I love about our president. When somebody comes with a good idea, he just says, here's all the resources you need. Just go make it happen. Uh, so we did that. We hired uh, Modern Tribe and XWP, both at the same time. and they put in a lot of work, and now we have a WordPress plugin that is API-driven and has our SaaS on the back end, and uh, it's very fast. It's inexpensive. It works great. It's very secure. Um, there's a, a whole lot to recommend it, and so that's where we are today. Did I answer that question properly? 
Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think, um, you know, the the big thing that stands out for me, well, you mentioned, you know, scaling and that's always, it's a, you know, it's a good problem to have, right? Um, yep. It means something's working. You know, your store's taking off, orders are coming in, people are finding your products, your services, you're having to scale up servers and resources, things like that. Great problem to have, but I think your point's very valid is that is an area where people, um, you know, can, can struggle. Um, as, yeah. as doors, you know, grow because the expenditures around servers um, and supporting that and supporting your store um, increase significantly as your store gets. Yeah, um, it really no different from a website that's very successful and getting a lot of traffic. The biggest difference is there's you know money exchanging hands. The obvious difference, I guess. Right. Um, yeah. Transactions, you know, um, which which can certainly cost a, quite a bit to support. So I know. Um, you know, big commerce, a tagline or a, that you like to describe the service with is headless commerce. Yeah. Within WordPress. So maybe you can, I mean, I know headless, headless is like all the buzz. It has been for, right, oh, yeah. for the last few years. I feel like, you know, headless, a lot of people come to us and say, I need a headless website. And we're like, okay, well, what, <laughs> what are you trying to do? Well, it's a, it's a promote a new product. Well, why does it need to be headless? So, um, you know, I, 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 I like the idea of headless in certain situations where it makes sure. sense. Why don't you touch on, um, or maybe you can expand on that, like how, you know, big commerce, I think you allude to this a little bit with your description, but you know, what makes it headless, um, right. In yeah. the sense of headless commerce. Um, at its most simple, it means that you're just doing e-commerce over the API. Um, we, we wrote a plugin for WordPress to, to operate for that, but, uh, we also have a contract with Acquia, and they wrote a um, module. What does Drupal call plugins? Modules? Yeah, modules. Yeah. Um, so there's a, a big commerce module for Drupal now, and, and big commerce is basically the e-commerce of Drupal. Um, and anybody who wants to can write their own store in any language they want against our API. Uh, we We have several known React stores in the wild where people just wrote their own in React and hit the API where they needed it um, to, to list products and do a cart and all that stuff. Um, you could get crazy and do it in Perl. Um, uh, I've talked to some uh, Joomla developers, and so far everybody thinks it's a wonderful idea, and as soon as everybody throws a lot of money at them, they'll do it right away. <laughs> um, Isn't that how all ideas are? <laughs> oh, yeah. Great yep. idea if you want to pay for it. <laughs> uh, I recently talked to somebody who's big in the, the Django world with Python, and she's very excited. to. Uh, she's written her own e-commerce like from scratch, like a WooCommerce-style thing, and uh, is not very happy with it. And so she's excited to basically let somebody else take care of the e-commerce. And that's what it's really all about. Um, I recently, uh, right before WordCamp Europe, I pinged Morton, Rand Hendrickson, and said, hey, can I interview you while we're at Europe? And he said, yeah, but you're not going to like what I have to say. I said, why? Do you hate <laughs> e-commerce? He said, no. I just think that there should not be any e-commerce in WordPress ever. And I said, why? What do you mean? And he said, well, WordPress makes things so easy, so simple, that people get the idea that e-commerce is simple and easy. And it's not. It's inherently not. It's inherently dangerous. You're storing other people's 
financial data, you are storing just an enormous amount of things that you should not be in WordPress. And I said, well, now you're preaching to the choir because that's what big commerce for WordPress is all about. All that stuff gets stored on our servers. The only thing in WordPress is a custom post type of your products. So it's, it's not that big a deal. So headless, what headless really means is big commerce does what it's best at e-commerce and you get to do what you're best at, which is build websites and you can merge them together in any way you want. Yeah, I think that's one area that really stood out for me because I had the same impression when I when I first started learning about big commerce. Um, really, for me, it was like earlier this year. I really dug into it to to understand it. Um, and, and and those the differences that you just pointed out, I went in I think with the same kind of assumption that um, yeah, it's just another you know service that's going to push things into WordPress where they, you know, may, may or maybe, maybe shouldn't be right. Um, right. And that approach that big commerce has taken, which I really like is like you said, it's headless. So here's our service that is kind of the backbone, um, of powering your store. It is, it is your store, right? It's a third party yeah. service, which is big commerce and you can interact yeah. with it through our API. You can use our plugin. You can build something headless like our, platform is at your disposal, however you want to integrate it um, into your site or not. Even like the whole checkout process, there's a number of different ways you could do that, you know? Sure. Uh, Which I really liked because I felt like that kind of lined up with the WordPress way of doing things, which was a lot of flexibility. It's not just use it this way or or, or it doesn't work for you. Like you kind of can use it however you see fit for your business. Whereas on the flip side, um, and, and you have a, your a plugin for WordPress and, you know, a lot of information on integration and, and stuff like that. And then on the flip side, I look at things like Spotify, um, where they've kind of taken the approach of, you know, WordPress is great, but if you're going to use Spotify, you really should need to be on our website using our right. platform. Um, we don't, you know, you can promote your products in WordPress, but ultimately we want to bring you back over to our platform. Right. It's a very different business approach, a very different strategy, um, almost polar opposites, if you ask me. Yeah, uh, I agree. I'm, I'm curious. You, you kind of mentioned that your president or whoever, you know, loved the idea, made the decision that to to build this way that it could be easily integrated with WordPress and other platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, how's that? How's that? You know, what if you know, like, I'm curious what went into that decision versus the kind of Shopify approach, which I think is more the traditional approach of, if you want to use our platform, you need, you, you need to come to our website. Um, right. I'm curious what went into that. Um, if you're seeing really good success and results from that and just what some of the feedback's been. Yeah, we are. And, uh, so some of it was surprising to me. Um, I, I expected new store owners to just jump on it and be, be really happy about it. But, uh, one of the directions that I saw a lot of traffic that really surprised me was, Existing customers uh, being able to do more more than one store now, um, because uh, well, we have what we call channels where you have your store, and then you can also push your products to Amazon and eBay and Facebook and Instagram, and those are channels that we created, and then you just put your credentials in and you can use them. But now with headless, each uh, I don't want to say head each whatever it is. Each WordPress instance is a channel and the customer gets to make them make as many as they want. 
So you've got your big commerce store. You can install five WordPress stores all on the same account. And so very large customers, enterprise level, uh, people who might be selling toothpaste, for example, along with everything else, um, are able to make branded microsites selling five things or 10 things. And they can make as many stores as they want. Uh, we had somebody just come out of the blue and say, hi, I'm a new customer. And I would like to set up a 200 node WordPress multi-site with each one being a store. And I was like, great. I, I'm happy for you that you have that many stores. I don't know how that works, but, but it works. It works just fine. Um, so uh, another example would be uh, somebody who sells sports memorabilia. And they can set up a football site and a baseball site, et cetera. And then uh, somebody else just mentioned to me the other day the idea of selling competing products. Uh, for example, here in Michigan, we have Michigan State University and University of Michigan. And people who sell to fans usually sell both, but not in the same store. That's just rude. <laughs> I would bet it's not in the same store. <laughs> so they can put up their MSU store and their U of M store off the same account, off the same inventory. Uh, pushing the same stuff to Amazon, all that stuff. And so if we like sell out of a hat on Amazon, it takes it off your WordPress site or vice versa. Um, so we had a lot of people who were already customers, very excited about the new flexibility to be able to do this kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it is pretty pretty wild when you think of the various possibilities. Um, and ultimately when you have a robust API, um, that that's the reason you have it, right? Um, is right. because the sky's the limit. It's anytime I think of APIs, the 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 number one like a, example I like to bring up is Twitter. You know, like Twitter's obviously right, like massive, and everybody knows about it. Um, and and one of the reasons that Twitter, in my opinion, was so popular early on is because they had a very uh, um, you know accessible API, right, and encouraged. Um, third-party services, apps, tools, whatever, to, to, to use it, to integrate with it. And then so they broke have, it. <laughs> yeah, now, that's back then. Today's yeah. you know, <laughs> probably a different story. But, um, you know, it got a lot of these apps out there. It got people that were, okay, I'm interested in using Twitter, but I could use it in the way that I wanted to find the app or the service that worked for me. Exactly. Versus this kind of prepackaged service and you use it the way we tell you or, or you don't use it. So, you know, that's... I love seeing a really robust API because the possibilities are just endless of what your clients, yep. your customers, even your partners can do with it. Um, I think another area that is really interesting and something that I would bet a, a lot of shop owners, when they first start out, if you're starting your first online store, your first business online, whatever, you may not realize the impact or importance of it initially, but you certainly will at some point is, is things like compliance, like PCI compliance. Oh, yes. Uh, that's a big one. That can get people in a lot of trouble if they don't know what they're doing, if they don't understand the rules yeah. and regulations around it. Um, and it's Back honestly... Was, oh, go ahead. Back when I was a freelancer, I had a number of clients who came to me and said, hey, we need to be PCI compliant. I'm like, well, I'm a web developer. I can figure it out. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, PCI compliance only leads to tears. Yeah, it's a uh, it's been around forever. I mean, back when I was at my job before Web Dev Studios, um, 
as IT director at a big e-commerce store and PCI compliance was, was a thing back then. Um, even though it was probably more simplified, I'm sure it was more simplified than it is now, but, um, you know, that's a big thing to make sure that what you're doing is in compliance to make sure that your customers are protected, your data is secure. You're only transmitting things that need to be transmitted, storing things that need to be stored. Um, the, the days of just storing like open plain text pat, you know, credit card information <laughs> in your database are long gone. Right. It certainly should be right. So it's yeah. an area that I think people need to look at it, Can WooCommerce be PCI compliant? Sure. Any, you know, I would expect any e-commerce platform. Right. Yeah. And the question is, is it, um, and how do you keep it compliant without accidentally breaking that compliancy with a new feature or tool or something you're integrating? Right. Um, now, big commerce Correct me if I'm wrong, but but handles that compliancy at the service level. So that's something that, by and it large, does. is just done, right? There's really yep. nothing they have to do there. There's there's nothing to be done. It's it, we take care of it completely. And not only that, I didn't realize this till I started working there. There are different levels of PCI compliance, and um, the uh, ISO International Standards Organization has started taking part. And so we're at the highest level ISO PCI compliance mm-hmm. you can get. Yeah, that's great. Um, and the, you know, the other thing is, with if you're managing your own PCI compliance, you can never just rest on the fact that you have done it, because it will change constantly. Sure. Like uh, there's, I know some hosts. Um, SiteGround, for one, offers a specifically PCI compliant server, which just means that at the server level it's compliant. Then it's on you to do all of your data and all of the new data that comes in every single day forever. You know, you have to look at it all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's not just something you can say, oh, yeah, we hired a committee and they made us PCI compliant last year and now we're done. Yeah, I mean, that's, um, yeah, that's a great point, right? Um, and that that is true for a lot of things. Accessibility comes to mind. Um, yeah. You know, uh, just overall, you know, maintenance. I, I love the the phrase that you know, open source or WordPress is is free, like a puppy is free. Yep. You know, yeah, it's it's open source. It's free to download. It's free to use. And whether if you set up your site yourself or whatever, or pay somebody. You know, the, ultimately the software is free at the core. Um, however, um, just like a puppy, there are ongoing costs that will always be there. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You still have yep. to feed that puppy, and you have to take care of that puppy, and make sure that dog is going to be healthy and and um, you know, uh, good. So, uh, it's very similar, right? Like accessibility, compliancy, yeah. um, even get into things like GDPR, um, you know, and really, um, you know, taking care of your user's data is an ongoing battle, if you will. Yep. It's an ongoing, you know, um, task that will never be done. You know, it can never be <laughs> Absolutely. done. You always have to, monitor it. The biggest thing I always preach about accessibility is you can make your website accessible top to bottom on day one. It's great at launch, but as soon as, yeah. as soon as content editors get in there, that's the quickest way to break that accessibility. Yeah. Start uploading images with Never. text or whatever, you know, they start leaving out things within the content that makes that content accessible. And that, and by and large, if you're not policing it, um, you break that accessibility and now you open yourself up to, you know, who knows what, right? Um, yeah. So I think it's something that people need to consider. Like, you know, just in general, and this is not even necessarily web, you know, uh, e- or commerce specific, e-commerce specific, but just website specific, like the ongoing kind of cost and understanding around those compliancy regulations, things you need to do to protect yourself as a business. 
Um, and in this case, PCI compliance is a biggie. <laughs> you know, that's a big yep. one. Yep, it really is. The Do The Woo podcast is brought to you by Liquid Web. Looking for a top-notch hosting for your WooCommerce site? They have a ton to offer you, plus you'll get 33% off your first six months of any popular WooCommerce plan using the code BOB-WP. This is a limited-time offer, so head on over to liquidweb.com. And a special thanks for Liquid Web for helping us do the woo. Now back to the show. So, so what else we got over at BigCommerce? Anything on the horizon? Anything new coming out? New services, features? Anything you're excited to talk about or want to? You know, on? it's kind of it's interesting. It's hard for me to look too far ahead because things are coming so fast. Um, I remember when Netscape 1.0 came out, and then like a month later, 1.1 came out, and it had an entirely new set of features. And then just a few months later, 2.0 came out and they invented tables and you could align images to the right and things like that. And every single release changed the web and it was amazing and exciting and, and it was a really big deal. And it sort of feels like that with the big commerce plugin right now. Every release we do is some big new feature and we're like, wow, that's that's amazing. I didn't, I didn't think about the fact that that was going to happen. Um, and it, so I can't give you really specifics about what's coming, except that everything is coming and it's coming quickly and it's amazing and fast. <laughs> <laughs> everything. I like it. Everything. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's a good kind of summary of the web in general, right? Like everything is changing yeah. all the time. Just yep. be ready for change. Um, um, there are some things that we're doing with WordPress that, we aren't necessarily doing with core as quickly. Um, we've wanted for a long time to do uh, multi-currency and multilingual. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, it's in the repos. It's they're, they're working on it in core, but we realized quite quickly that with WordPress, we could ramp it up extremely quickly. And in fact, we have some people using it in beta right now where, um, they, they basically set up multiple channels. I talked about channels before, and I said that a channel was a WordPress site, but now we've made it so you can have multiple channels per WordPress site, and those channels are languages or currencies. And so, um, hmm. and we have one site doing both at the same time, multilingual, multi-currency, and they chose to use GOIP stuff to figure out where people are coming from and dynamically switch the channel and serve to them the proper yeah. currency and language That's and great. our core doesn't do that and i mean you'd have to put work into just about anything else to make it do that um so that's that's really exciting yeah that is cool um i know some hosting companies have ways you can um integrate that a little bit um you know geo geolocation detection right geo IPs, things like that um for, for location detection and then serve up certain content based on that um, but yeah, I think having something more officially in core rather than everyone trying to find their own solution um, would yeah. be great. And I, like you said, I know they're working towards the localization piece, um, but that's a big one. Like even, you know, uh, at our company, every, you know, a lot of the sites we build have multilingual components. Yeah. Uh, it's becoming more and more popular, especially as the world's becoming more and more remote and accessible. 
um, you know, via online, you got to make sure that you're, you're getting the content out to as, as many people as you can. And the way to do that is in proper localization and, and, uh, you know, various languages to Absolutely. support anybody that comes to your site. So especially on e-commerce, the last thing you want to do is send someone away from a product they want to buy because they can't read the description. Right. Yeah. Um, when I went to WordCamp London, um, I was, you know, just telling people I brought a product and then they're like, oh yeah, that's cool. More e-commerce, another one. And then I said, yeah, and we're working on multi-currency and everybody's eyes lit up. <laughs> oh, really? Because <laughs> nobody else has solved it well. Um, you know, you can get add-ons for WooCommerce and Shopify does it a little bit and stuff like that. And I said, yeah, we've got this, we've got this figured out and we're going to do this in WordPress. And everybody's very excited. Uh, I didn't, I didn't realize being in the U S with our one giant currency that multi-currency would be such a big deal. Yeah. That's interesting. But, uh, even in Europe with the Euro, I mean, there are lots of countries that don't use the Euro yep. and they're, they're excited. What about uh, cryptocurrency? Can I pay with Bitcoin yet through, <laughs> through your service? You know, I'm not sure, but I'll bet um, we have 256 payment gateways. No, that's the wrong number. We have 100 and some payment gateways and 256 payment methods, which is where the Bitcoin, or Bitcoin might come in. Um, and you get to choose whatever ones you want when you sign up. Uh, which is a big differentiator for us from Shopify. With Shopify, if you want to use something other than their blessed checkout thing, you have to uh, pay extra on top of whatever the payment gateway charges. And we don't for any payment gateway. You just pick whatever one you want. And it's a lot of gateways. Yeah, I mean, I don't. You know, I think we're still way out from cryptocurrency becoming day-to-day payment method for most people. <laughs> yeah. Could it get there? Who knows? Like you said, everything. You know, if, very, very if somebody were gonna, if somebody were gonna try and do it on their store, it'd be somebody with a WordPress site. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, you want people to pay you however they want to pay you, right? So that's it. That's why yeah. most people still use PayPal, even though they don't really like PayPal. <laughs> it's just yeah, easy and people have it. So, um, very cool. So, um. So- I'm I'm looking right now. I just did a quick search, and we do have an entire support section uh, set up for cryptocurrency, and it looks like the answer is no right now. Well, I have to keep an eye on that and see if it changes in the future. I would imagine if enough yeah. people are requesting it, it will uh, get pushed up higher on the priority list. But it is a little. It is obviously a much newer technology. Oh, yeah. that most people are not super comfortable with today. Um, no. Who knows? Who knows what the future holds? And if you have any, you want to probably hold on to it because next month it's going to be worth $100 million. <laughs> Is it? Well, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. What else? Anything else you want to mention while we're uh, here? Any topics we didn't cover on, on the big commerce front? Oh, boy. Um, let's see. I am going to be at Pressnomics and WordCamp Sacramento, and WordCamp US. And anybody who wants to can come track me down and ask me all the questions they want. Um, what else is good stuff? We do a new release about every three weeks. And as I mentioned before, they're usually pretty substantial. 
These aren't just little bug fix releases. Uh, we're on GitHub, so you can follow the GitHub repo if you want. Um, and actually, you can probably you can get uh, early versions if you want. Um, oh, yeah, one more great thing. Um, owning your content. I'm a big fan of WordPress because you get to own your content uh, as opposed to something like Medium or or whatever. Um, and early on, I was a bit nervous. Like when I was looking at becoming an employee of Big Commerce, I was like, well, what about my content? Do I get to own my content? And we like to call it uh, a transparent SaaS because your content does sit on our servers instead of your own which is a little spooky, but you can export all of it at any time and take it anywhere you want and do whatever you want with it. Um, so, I mean, unless there's a giant earthquake or the world ends, then, then you wouldn't care anyway. Your data is always available to you. So you, you still own it. You're just keeping it in a rental facility. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it's certainly something that we all preach in the WordPress spaces for good reason. And, and open source in general, is just own your content. We've seen Medium's a good example of uh, a service that promise a lot, and and you know they've just changed their their model. How many? I don't even know how many times now. Um, and it's yeah. very different today than what they started out. It seems, anyways. Um, and there's a number of services that have just up and shut down. <laughs> you know, uh, and yeah. your content's gone. So, yeah, yeah, great point about owning your content. That is very important. They can always, even if you're just, like you said, kind of temporarily letting, renting it out in another space, they can always get to it in some manner. Yeah, and, you know, we do that with WordPress too. I mean, you own your own content, but it's sitting on a server in Chicago or L.A. or London or whatever. Yeah, that's a good point. I think, you know, kind of to sum it up for me, you know, um, obviously this is a WooCommerce show. We talked a lot about big commerce and some of the advantages that it brings as, as a headless commerce option within WordPress. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I, I look at this, the two platforms that we really talk about and promote and push for the clients uh, um, within my company are WooCommerce and BigCommerce. And I think there's, there's pros and cons to each, um, just like anything um, in tech and certainly along the lines of your website, there's always going to be pros and cons with maybe I should use this plugin or this service or this app or this platform. Um, and it really just, sits that, it, it, my point is that you should sit down and really make up a list of what your goals are for your store, your website, um, and what the really like kind of deal breaker items are and the, the, the nice to haves are and really prioritize that list and then find the platform and the setup that you feel like it's going to work best, whether it's WooCommerce, whether it's big commerce, absolutely. Um, make sure it's going to work best for you at least, um, you know, t- to get your, your site and your service off the ground. You know, there's, um, it's just a pros and cons list. I love sitting down and doing that when I'm trying to debate a couple service or a couple options. Cause it's not always clear just by looking at, you know, talking points on a website or what someone in a support forum saying, or even someone like me on a podcast is saying. So it helps to sit down right. and really look at it. Like, you know, is headless commerce the way you want to go? Is, does an API excite you or is that uh, scary? You know, like yeah. um, how do you best get your site off the floor? What kind of payment gateways do you need? Um, you know, shipping integration options, things like that, like map it all out. And, and yep. generally speaking, there'll be one that, that is a, a clear winner. And that should be the direction you go. So um, I think e-commerce yeah. is a great product. It's great to see them investing um, in, in the WordPress space 
Um, you know, there's other platforms, e-commerce platforms that don't seem to do that. So I really, I really respect them for not just wanting to be a part of the WordPress world in the sense of it's the largest CMS out there. So of course they want to be in it, right. but actually looking to improve the platform, improve the experience. It feels like it's more, um, you know, they're coming at it more in the WordPress way, if you will, versus just Absolutely. the service they're trying to get people to join. So I definitely respect yeah. that. That was something that encouraged me when I was looking at, at employment there. Uh, they specifically said, we are not here to kill WooCommerce. We are here to supplement WooCommerce and to help people who are struggling with it mm-hmm. to do to do something else. Yeah, that's and a good they option. they specifically said we we want to we want to be community members. We want to take part. We want to do things the WordPress way. Um, and they didn't know that way. They were they are not WordPress people. And that's why they hired me specifically. I I do as much internal training about the WordPress ways I do going to WordCamps and talking to people. Um, and it, I can see how it has changed how we do things at the entire company. Um, it being how we communicate with people and, and um, deal with developers and things like that. We've had developer partners for forever, for years. Um, but it's been a very, very formal relationship. And now it's all my friends who are freelancers calling in saying, Hey, Gopher said we can do this thing. Can we do this thing? And they're like, um, wait, wait. <laughs> um, so it's, it, we're all growing and we're all figuring out how mm-hmm. to, to merge the very, very corporate setup of big commerce with, a very, very not corporate setup of WordPress. <laughs> yeah, well, it seems like you've had some good success, um, you know, so far. So definitely uh, best of luck. Um, you mentioned a couple events you're going to be at. Anywhere else people can see you um, outside of Pressnomics? What did you say? WordCamp US and WordCamp Sacramento? Yep. Um, that's it for the moment for the year. Um, I have hopes for perhaps Boise and Seattle. Um, and then we're going to start the clock again in January and, and figure out where I'm going to go for the whole year. Yep. I should probably post somewhere. <laughs> well, we're, in the, we're in the final stretch here of now we're rolling in the fall and this is a couple yeah. of event season. And then it gets pretty quiet into the new year as the holidays yeah. hit. And December, December is really quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't think there are any U S camps. Yeah. It's a tough month to be going to a <laughs> conference. It really is. Sandwich between Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and you know, yep. Hanukkah and all the other holidays. So uh cool. Well, if you gotta make it to one of those events, definitely track down Topher and will be happy to answer all your big commerce questions, I'm sure. And where can where can people find you online if they want to ping you maybe on Twitter or website, uh, somewhere they can reach yeah. out? Yeah. Uh you can email me at Topher, T-O-P-H-E-R at bigcommerce.com. Um I used to handle Topher one Kenobi with a number one in the middle, pretty much everywhere. So on WordPress, Slack, on Twitter, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, anywhere, uh, just Google for Topher one Kenobi and you will find me. There it is. We'll reach out. If you have any questions on big commerce and WordPress and, um, what, what they could do to help with your store, future store. It's definitely a cool option. Check it out. Um, as much as, as, I thought of one more thing to talk about. Sure. If we have time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We recently made the decision to completely support 
the sale of CBD on our platform. Um, and it has been a, a big deal in the last mm, three or four months mm-hmm. for, for pretty much every e-commerce platform to make a decision uh, either for or against. And as far as I know, we're the only ones that are uh, 100% supporting it in every way. Mm. Um, there was a, a, a poorly worded WooCommerce announcement about it. Shopify has decided, no, we're not going to do it. Um, Magento, of course, doesn't really care if because it's self-hosted. Um, but we're all in. And so we're talking to payment gateways about smoothing out historical problems with that. Um, and we have some stores selling very well with it now. Yeah, that's actually is an interesting topic. I'm glad you brought it up because I know CBD is kind of, um, it's a little confusing, right? Like it's, there's a, it seems like by and large in most states, it's legal to sell. Um, yeah. But it's not always clear. I think it's some states are still a little right. bit, whether it's legal or not. And, um, and uh, yeah. you know, I know WooCommerce, for example, they put out a post that basically said, um, you can sell it as long as you're not tapping into an automatic RAN service via Jetpack or something like that. Um, Which is pretty important if you care about Stripe or TaxJar. Right. So, you, I mean, you, you definitely, if you're going to be in it, really, if you're going to sell any product that is kind of along the lines of like a CBD or, you know, something that's not legal in every state. Um, obviously you need to make sure you know what you're doing <laughs> and you need to consult legal yeah. um, exactly. and make sure the platform you're on, you understand what they will or will not allow. Cause the last thing you want to do is spend a bunch of time and money in a platform, go live um, and then have a lawyer come knocking saying what you're doing is illegal or you can't use right. this or whatever. And you've already invested all that time and money in it. Um, so that's a good point. I mean, I think, you know, CBDs are ultimately, you know, going to be, I'm sure legal everywhere, just like, you know, marijuana will be legal everywhere at some point, yep. but for now there is this kind of confusing gray area in a lot of States. So. Yeah. And to that point, laws. um, one of the, another couple of other great features about big commerce is we have 24 seven phone support and we have e-commerce coaches available to our, our customers. So if you have a question about it, you can just call us and have a nice long conversation with an expert about whatever topic you want. Um, as far as I know, there are not any other WordPress plugins of any genre that offer 24 seven phone support. I would think not <laughs> maybe at the hosting level, but you know, not at the yeah. plugin product right. level. Um, cool point. So This is a great show. I definitely appreciate you coming on, Topher. It's been fun to kind of talk about and look at another platform and 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 talk about some, you know, the direction and uh, you know ideas behind what you're building over at Big Commerce and how that can complement a WordPress site. I really like the idea of WordPress is not only being like the only platform anyone can ever run. I think WordPress is also an amazing secondary platform depending on your setup. But we're seeing a lot of that on the enterprise level. Um, where WordPress is has a lot of strength at rolling out quick, agile sites, marketing sites, things like that, very quick, very rapidly. But other areas it may not be the best fit for, right? But it can work just great in a secondary setup. Sure. Uh, so, so finding tools and services that complement WordPress, I think, is uh, we're going to start seeing a lot more of that. Um, yeah. You know. Absolutely. So, appreciate you coming on, Topher. Uh, I'll wrap it up yeah. here. Uh, 
we'll get Bob back on the next show. Bob, hopefully I did you good here. <laughs> we had a good show without you. Um, I will throw out the, uh, the liquid web, um, deal we got going on 33% off your first six months of woo manage hosting over at liquid web, uh, beginner and basic plans using the code Bob dash WP. Again, it's 33% off for the first six months. Woo manage hosting at liquid web. So you can go over to liquid web, check out their WooCommerce managed platform. Um, and you get a third off your bill for the first six months, which is pretty amazing. Uh, code Bob dash WP. Again, Topher, thanks for coming on. I'm Brad Williams. You can find me on Twitter at WilliamsBA. Um, and we will be back in two weeks with another episode of Do the Woo. See ya.